Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for the Hadit.com radio show. Hadit.com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this fourth day of June, 2014. We're here with my co-host, Jay Bass. Uh, T-Bird's with us today, the owner of HadIt.com, and uh, we're proud to have her along. And our technician is Stretch. He's out of Arkansas there. And our guest speaker today is Paul Sullivan. He works with uh, Bergman and Moore. And they do a lot for veterans. And uh, he's got some uh, breaking news for us. And we're always uh, anxious to <coughs> hear from him. Uh, how are you doing today, Paul? I am doing really nice. It's a nice, calm, beautiful day in Washington, D.C. But I tell you what, there's a really big hurricane cloud sitting right over 810 Vermont Avenue Northwest, where the VA Central Office Headquarters is located. Oh, my. Don't tell me something else has happened. Well, you know, VA right now is so buried in scandals, um, I don't know if or when they're ever going to be able to dig out of it especially because there's uh, so much gridlock in Congress right now. So uh, how are you all doing this morning? Well, I, I could be worse. And I could be better. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I tell you, I, uh, I think we're all right. Uh, at least we're able to hear the, hear the latest uh, news and uh, be able to... Uh, get her two cents worth in there on uh, the glorious VA. Uh, it, it looks to me like it's almost in such a shambles that sometimes you reach a point that uh, trying to repair something is, is more expensive than uh, uh, completely rebuilding it. But uh, I'll see what the they plan to do with this VA catastrophe. We got problems all the way from the, the medical end of it to the uh, claims and, and appeals. And it, it's well, Paul, like, that, <coughs> that's my question. Is this a, uh, is this what's been brought to light? Uh, <coughs> is this a catastrophic systems failure? That's just going to ripple out, and we're going to see more and more problems come to light. I believe it involved in into this. It's a form of revolu- uh, evolution, I guess you'd call it. Uh, it it's uh, by design, and I don't. Th- I think it 
it just started off in, in, a, in a bad direction a long time ago, and it kept growing, you know, kind of like a snowball going down a hill. And and we've reached this point now where it's hard to determine now what's the uh, most economic way of, of uh, correcting the issue. And uh, for sure, it must be corrected. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Hey, I'm really glad to be talking with you, T-Bird, um, and, and Jay and Stretch. Uh, glad to have everybody on the show. And before I forget, Glenn Bergman and Joe Moore of Bergman & Moore say hello. Um, they're very glad to be helping out Had It and everything you guys do. Uh, y'all are a great team. Uh, we can talk about uh, please, two big please things send here. My, uh, send my regards to uh, <coughs> them. I really appreciate everything they did to me, uh, did for me and uh, and continue to do for veterans. Well, thanks. I I love my job. I love helping veterans, and I like to see it when VA loses on a claim uh, and they lose bad. It's it's great working for Glenn and Joe because they're so highly successful. Um, There's two things we can talk about. We can talk about this horrible wait list patients dying waiting on care scandal, or we can talk about the new scandal of Gulf War illness that just blew up this morning. Uh, we can talk about uh, some of the other news coverage, or we can talk about some solutions on how to fix VA. I'm game for any one of those. Uh, ask away anything you want, and uh, I'm more than happy to uh, to answer anything you guys want to ask uh, today. What's this new Gulf War uh, uh, deal? Of course, we know there's been an issue with Gulf War ever since I had the Gulf War, uh, but it has, uh, of course... We all suspected that it, it was another bummer. I mean, another group of veterans going to be shoved aside like they have everybody else uh, that's been involved in particular type of, uh, of uh, issues. And and uh, uh, what's happened with the Gulf War? Well. Here's the here's the straight line story. In 1991, we had the Gulf War or Desert Storm, and the United States had about 700,000 troops over in the war. And right now, about 250,000 of those are sick due to toxic exposures. <laughs> For example, pesticides, experimental pills, experimental shots, oil well fire pollution, depleted uranium, all those made the veterans sick. And starting in about 2010, there's a committee created by Congress called the Research Advisory Committee on Gulf War Veterans Illness. And the chairman since 2002 is a very great guy by the name of Jim Binns. He's a Vietnam War veteran, officer, attorney, Stanford graduate, a successful businessman. He was a former principal deputy assistant secretary of defense at the Pentagon uh, in the Reagan administration. So he knows how Washington works, how business works, and he's a combat vet. Well, here's the here's the new scandal. Starting in 2010, the Institute of Medicine began linking Gulf War illness with toxic exposures. And you know that when the Institute of Medicine finds a condition related to wartime service or exposure, then the Department of Veterans Affairs is supposed to issue new regulations, 
and those new regulations provide disability compensation for the veterans, and then once a veteran gets service-connected, that veteran, he or she gets free VA care for that condition. And if the veteran's at 50% or more, then everything is covered. Well, here's the scandal. Apparently, once the Institute of Medicine and this research advisory committee started finding toxins linked to Gulf War illness, the VA started to shut them down. They're firing the committee members. They rewrote their charter. um, And essentially, VA um, got caught by a whistleblower. Uh, There was a hearing on this about uh, four years ago where the whistleblower testified that VA was manipulating scientific research. Now, all of this blows out in the open today because Jim Binns, this highly honorable Vietnam War veteran, has written a letter to Rob Neighbors, who's essentially running the Department of Veterans Affairs. His real job is Deputy Chief of Staff at the White House. And he also wrote a letter, Jim Binns did, to Sloan Gibson, who is the acting Secretary of Veterans Affairs, replacing Eric Shinseki, who was forced out last week. And in a very detailed letter, Binns describes how VA is slanting research studies, failing to publish research that shows vets are sick, disseminating false information, manipulating reports, failing to conduct studies ordered by Congress, reporting false information to Congress, misspending money. This is huge because here's what makes the letter by Jim Binns different. Jim Binns is now laying out the case that VA was not trying to delay one veteran's claim or one veteran's health care, and we all know that happens with VA's chronic delays. Jim Binns is arguing that VA is trying to block an entire generation from getting health care and benefits. And the answer, the, the question everybody wants to know is, why? Why would VA want to block research and go for illness? It's very simple. As soon as the research shows that the illnesses are linked to the toxic exposures, then VA has to issue those regulations, and then the claims flood in, and when the claims get approved, then the patients flood in. And what does VA have right now? Right now, VA has a huge claim delay crisis, and VA has a huge patient delay crisis. Veterans are dying, waiting on, on appointments in Phoenix and around the country. And did you know about 20,000 veterans died in the fiscal year 2012 waiting on a VA claim? So what's VA trying to do? VA is trying to lock the door pull up the drawbridge and prevent the Gulf War veterans from getting research, treatment, and benefits. This is VA scandal on an unprecedented scale. That's the scandal. Well, they Two questions for you, Paul. Paul. Uh, Wait. See, I really opened up Gerald, the can of worms here. Gerald, <laughs> <laughs> just let me ask these questions because I, I have a limited amount of time, Paul, then I, yep. I have another thing i got to go do. But uh, I know I've seen this letter, but is this letter available out on the Internet to the public? 
If you posted it, it would be great. The, the Gulf War veterans, uh, Jim Ben sent it to me, and he said, share it with the world. Oh, okay, I'll take care of that. And if you've and, got a press uh, list or an email list, if you want to send it to them too, send it to them too. And tell them to call Congress and say, how dare VA block research, treatment, and benefits for an entire generation of vets. Yes, and I remember this being mentioned in the news before because this is where Undersecretary Allison Hickey uh, had said that she didn't even want them to use the, the phrase Gulf War for fear that there would be a casual linkage between, and then they may have to end up paying compensation for it. You're exactly right. Undersecretary for for Benefits, Allison Hickey, improperly met with the Institute of Medicine. You shouldn't have had a benefits person meeting with scientists. And she apparently, according to an email that was leaked to Army Times, tried to lobby the scientists against calling Gulf War illness Gulf War illness because if there was a causal association or link or relationship between the toxic exposures and the ill health of the veterans, then VA would be on the hook for billions, billions in benefits and health care. And right now, VA is so much under stress that VA is doing everything it can to block new claims. You are 100% right, T-Bird. Yeah, that's... uh, And this is where we get into... Several of the problems that really irritate me about the VA is uh, like they asked uh, Secretary Shinsitsky, you know, is this really a problem? And he said, isolated incidents. And then the next question should always be with the VA, please define isolated incidents. Please (laughs) define. Because they play these little word games. Well, if we don't use the word, the phrase Gulf War, then this can't ever turn around on us. You are uh, so right. VA is lawyering up. And I think VA is lawyering up for, for two reasons. One, VA has a lot to hide. VA is finally out in the sunlight, and boy, it looks ugly. But the other reason... VA is parsing their words, and you got to give them a little bit of slack. And I am not VA's PR person. I'm not. I'm the PR person for Bergman and Moore, and I love my job. But you know what? The lawyers at VA are trying to defend VA. But you know what Secretary Shinseki said the other day? That he can't defend the indefensible. So actually what the word that needs to go out is VA attorneys, are you hiding corruption or are you just trying to adequately represent your client? And that's really the question. Given the fact that Petzl had to resign, Shinseki had to resign, and mark my words, I've seen stories of other VA officials starting to quietly resign around the country. Just Google it. Okay? Right. They're getting the message. And what they're doing is they're taking their retirement, their pension, and their good name, resigning and getting out of Dodge before the IG and the Department of Justice come knocking on the door. Yeah, and I do think they see that coming. I I think that Shinsuke went back and he took a look and he was like, oh, my God. And I even tweeted 
that your word is your bond on the battlefield, but in bureaucracy, not so much. And yeah, I, I think I, that yeah. uh, I think that uh, he found that out the hard way. Well, I, I tell you what, VA is is got a lot of people who really want to help veterans. I worked there. Most of the people are honorable people, just like you know you and I, and everybody else. Right. You know, Jay, Stretch, Gerald. We're, we're we're all trying to be good people, and every once in a while we get a speeding ticket. We do something wrong. But the level of corruption right now at VA is unprecedented. I'm going to give you two numbers that I want everybody to remember. The first number is 63, and the second number is 64. Okay? 63 mm-hmm. is the number of whistleblowers that are active at VA right now. That is off the chart, sky high record. That means this scandal is so widespread and so many. VA employees, a lot of it with the help of the unions, are coming forward, asking for whistleblower protection, and and calling out the top VA leaders who were cooking the books and ordering that the books be cooked in order to get bonuses. So uh, 63 whistleblowers. Wow. And now the next number, 64. According to the report that VA Secretary Shinseki gave to the president minutes before he resigned, VA Secretary Shinseki informed President Barack Obama that of the VA medical facilities audited so far, 64% were cooking the books. Wow. Okay, that's the headline. I think it's fair. I'm going to bump it up a little bit. I'm going to say that two-thirds about of the VA medical facilities audited so far by VA were cooking the books. That means veterans were waiting longer than VA said, and most likely these veterans were suffering, suffering, because there weren't enough doctors and someone wanted a bonus. Okay, look, dying is really the worst-case outcome, but I can tell you having suffered VA delays myself, that if you go into the VA and you're sick, and you can't see anybody for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, you're in pain. You're suffering, okay? And for the veterans with something like PTSD who might be suicidal or those veterans, you know, who were, were, were bleeding from their rectum and the doctor said, oh, we'll see you in six months for a colonoscopy and they died from colon cancer, you know, VA's delays are fatal. This is not just about some numbers, this is about veterans dying because there aren't enough doctors and people are cooking the books to hide it. Now, you want me to get worse? You want some more bad information? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I give it to you. you know, Congress um, wants to fix this. But we, I see as a, you know, an objective observer here for Bergman and Moore, that Congress already has horrible gridlock. We've seen it. They've been unable to pass a bill to help climate change, jobs, the economy, taxes, spending. They're about as dysfunctional as a family with, uh, with uh, you know, 48 people married to each other trying to figure out who's going to get divorced. Okay? It's really that bad. Um, 
But you know what? I'm really disappointed in Congress right now. Just as a person and as a veteran, there are three big bills right now that could help reform VA, but I don't think they're going to go anywhere. Army Times thinks that they're not going to go anywhere. Senator Burr, the ranking Demo- uh, Republican rather on the Senate Veterans Affairs Committee, he's got what he calls a huge package of VA reforms. Well, the Democrats won't vote for it because Burr's a Republican. Now, Senator Sanders, the independent from Vermont, he has two bills. One of them is this package that he tried to push through last year that died because the Republicans all voted against it. And now he wants to do the same thing again with a new package of VA reform legislation. And now the Republicans say they won't vote for it because Sanders and the Democrats have supported it. And you just want to shake your head. We got 40 dead veterans in Phoenix who died waiting on lists. You got veterans who died waiting on colonoscopies. You have all these veterans who died from suicide because VA couldn't fit them in to see a mental health care professional. We had 20,000 vets die two years ago waiting on a claim decision. This is like Nero. What is it? Fiddling while Rome burns? This don't look good. It don't look good, my friend. Yeah. Well, I think that, uh, (laughs) man, there just is, uh, yeah, there's no good news. Well, a reporter asked me the other day, he said, Paul, tell me, really, is it that bad at VA? And I said, you know what? Uh, with all deference to my friends out there who are in the Navy or in the Marines who have been on uh, large boats, let's just say that the Department of Veterans Affairs is a battleship, an enormous ship. Battleships are, what, 800, 900 feet long, and they got a couple of thousand people on them in those huge cannons, right? Well, imagine that this battleship, the VA, is out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, and it's in a hurricane. And right now, it lost its captain. It's got a new captain with a couple of months on the job. It has the other lieutenants underneath the captain all fighting each other. Okay, They're lying about how much ammunition they have. They're lying about how much fuel they have. They're lying about how many of the sailors are sick or wounded. Okay, and The radar's broken. Okay, And what's happening is this battleship is getting tossed about. It's going in circles in the middle of a hurricane. And you know what? Some of the people at VA just think, oh, well, hurricanes are temporary. As soon as the hurricane's over, then we'll maybe push this new captain overboard, and then these same crooked lieutenants have been crashing this battleship onto ocean reefs for years and years and years, um, and who've been harming the sailors aboard ship and and not carrying out the mission of the Navy to win wars. Uh, They just think that they're going to live through all this. And it... You know, the storm will be over, and they'll be able to run the battleship again, and then nobody will pay attention to VA again. So essentially... Right, because that's what... They've been there for years, and the captains have come and gone. And and they've outlived them all. And Shinseki... They've outlived them all. ...was there for um, five years and four months, okay? That's 64 months. Did you know the average political appointee in Washington lasts 18 months? 
Shinseki actually lasted a long time. But he said some words that were very important. And I'm going to draw a circle back to this Jim Binns letter. Secretary Shinseki said that he trusted some of his advisors too much. You know what that means? That means he told the world he was betrayed. He told the world that his top aides concealed information or misled him or lied to him. And that is a searing indictment. And... You know, there's been this legislation sitting around in Congress on whether or not to grant Shinseki additional power to fire people. And Shinseki kept telling Congress, no, he doesn't need that power. And Congress kept telling Shinseki that his top aides were lying to him. And Shinseki didn't Mm -hmm. believe Congress. Okay, and you want to know what Shinseki said on the way out the door? He said that he now supports that legislation granting whomever is secretary greater authority to fire people. Okay? Now, how does that yes, link? I no could not, right. I could <laughs> not understand when he chose to – I would have taken that power so quickly. But, you know, that's like what I said I tweeted. I think that he discovered that uh, – he was taking people at their word. And yep. <laughs> you know, I when I was he, in the I, Army... I think he's yeah. stunned. He he, he is. Oh. Um, and the, those people who misled him knew that they would outlast him. It's like a bad game of Survivor, you know, that terrible TV show? Mm-hmm. Yep, they voted him off the island. Yep. And that's that. That's pretty bad. But how does all this link with with Gulf War illness? Essentially, Jim Binns, who's the chairman of this research advisory committee on Gulf War veterans' illness, and has been for 12 years, basically said, "I'm going to read. I'm going to read you this." Okay, as the chairman of a VA public advisory committee of doctors and veterans. I have witnessed the same willingness to hide the truth and put bureaucratic agendas ahead of veterans' health that has occurred in Phoenix. Wow. And then Jim Binns went on further in his letter to Rob Neighbors, the Deputy Chief of Staff, um, the Acting Secretary of VA, Sloan Gibson, and then to Senators Sanders and Burr and to Congressman Miller and Mishu. Jim Binns wrote, In this case... The duplicity of VA reaches the highest levels of the department and obstructs hopes for better health of an entire generation of veterans. This is a searing indictment that the Department of Veterans Affairs has truly lost its way by someone who served our country in Vietnam War served our country at the Pentagon, and now served 12 years as head of this committee with very strong support from Congress and veterans groups. So I I tell you what, um, you know, uh, we've all talked about how VA has been cooking the books on this and that for years uh, and how VA is misleading the world about the claim scandal. If you'd asked me if this scandal would get as big and last as long, I would have said no, not possible with the VA's short, excuse me, with the reporter's short attention span. Uh, 
But I tell you what, there are still stories coming out every single day about VA delays. If you just Google VA and Shinseki, you'll get 4,000 news articles. Oh, yeah, I'm tweeting every day. And by the way, to our audience, I've already uh, put up the binge letter on the website. I've tweeted it out, so there's a link on Facebook and Google+. And I've also added it to the forum topic uh, under our podcast forum under the topic for today with you, Paul, so people can just click on the PDF there and read the letter for themselves. You know, T-Bird, I, I, I thank you very much for doing that because here's what Gulf War veterans want at the end of the day. I've testified in front of Congress I don't know how many times on Gulf War illness, and I'm really beginning to understand this. I am not a Pollyanna by any stretch of the imagination. Anybody who knows me knows I'm not. I, You know, I call it like I see it. You know what? Gulf War veterans, all we've ever wanted to know is this. Why are we sick? How are we going to get better? Who's going to pay for the care and the benefits? And how do we prevent illnesses for veterans in the future? It's really that simple. We weren't there marching on Washington demanding stuff. There were no pitchforks and torches. There were no sit-ins. We tried to do this the legislative way we did with scientists involved. And you know what VA did? At every turn... VA blocked the Gulf War illness investigation. And now it's all out in the public for everybody to see that corrupt top VA officials have known about this and done nothing about it to help veterans, or they actually assisted in blocking the health care and the benefits of, of the veterans. This is just a truly cry and shame. And why does this matter? According to Jim Bin's letter, and, you know, we talk about claims here all the time on uh, Had It. According to Jim Binns, I hope everybody's sitting down. And please don't start screaming, all of you at once, when I tell you this. Out of 250,000 sick Gulf War veterans, did you know VA has only approved the claims for 11,000? Oh, yes. It's unbelievable. You know, Bert- I, had, I was talking to a Gulf War vet, and he told me, well, first they have to rule out everything else. If I don't have anything else, then they'll consider it Gulf War illness. But if they find anything else, they won't consider it Gulf War illness. And I, I thought that was kind of crazy at the time but apparently at the beginning some of that was true well anything to do with exposure issues the VA has automatically and they've done this for years even prior to the Gulf War anything to do with exposure issues they have really turned their back on the veteran, and uh, this has been going on a long time, and uh, there was such a large number of the Gulf War veterans that got hit with uh, different agents, uh, chemical and biological agents, uh, that they just can't sweep that one under the rug. Uh, 
But uh, exposure issue, you go to the VA with exposure issue, it's it's like telling them you got the plague. No, it's like telling them you got the pink polka dotted elephant disease because they don't <laughs> believe it exists. <laughs> yeah, about the same difference. Uh, it's all well, I'll tell you what, that. there's a lot of pink polka dot elephants at VA right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about oh, money, guys. Oh, I, uh, I'm, uh, you know, I, I, this, this is why I was asking about. You know, there are certain like, you know, I was in naval aviation, and so you're in a plane, and certain systems fail, and you can recover from it. But a catastrophic failure of several systems, you know, there's, there's just no amount of anything you could do. But maybe thinking of the VA is more, maybe we should be thinking more of it like a house that has black mold. You discover it under some walls, and you clean those walls off, and you put fresh paint up. That doesn't really solve the problem. Nope. It's going to come back. So, it's going to come back. Know, it's not gone. It's all the way into the foundations. It's yep. a culture. Yep. And and what we need to do is, you know, there are some solutions for VA. And, uh, you know, a oh, culture please. is what you do is, is, uh, is, you know, remember you put stuff in the refrigerator and you culture it. <laughs> it turns into mold. Yeah, VA's got a right. culture problem. There's a lot of mold, <laughs> a lot of dead wood, yeah. uh, a lot of, lot of crooks there. And the folks are, are go-along, get-along. But you know what? Here's what I found. Most of the VA employees who are trying to provide direct services are trying to do the best job they can. They are. But if there aren't enough doctors and somebody's pressuring you to cook the books on appointments so they can get a raise and they can fire you, right, you know, you're going to do what you need to do to feed your family, okay? And that should happen. I, I agree with you. I agree with you, and I agree with you that the vast majority of people who work at the VA are good and honest people who want to do the right thing for veterans, and, you know, but if you have people in leadership roles that can coerce or charm or bribe or bully in order to get their ways, and they've implemented these systems for years, then these are the systems that are going to continue. Yeah, oh no, you're 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 totally right. Um you know, here's here's what's what's going on. VA needs more transparency. It really does. You know, these Monday morning workload reports that they put up are just so confusing that reporters throw up their hands, you know? Uh, the Monday morning reports are at the Veterans Benefits Admission Administration website, and the Monday morning workload reports describe how many claims are pending at VA. You know, there's 1.3 million claims at VA, but VA only reports 300,000 in the backlog. VA is so disingenuous, so misleading as to the scope of their own problems. Um, we need, you know, truth in budgeting, um, and that means that the VA regional offices and clinics and hospitals tell Washington how many staff they need to do their job. Currently, they get money from Washington, and basically Washington says, well, you're going to do with the money what you can. Um, there needs to be better spending so if the, uh, on training. So if the 
facility needs more of a certain kind of doctor and that doctor or staff member needs a certain kind of training, then that VA facility needs to make sure that they ask for it. Because, sure, you can hire somebody to fill a spot, but if they're not trained, they're not going to do the job properly. Um, and I firmly believe that one of those bills, either Senator Sanders' bill or or uh, Chairman Miller's bill in the House about encounter- accountability, is going to pass. There is going to be a wave of retirements, firings, and reassignments and demotions among VHA in the next couple of years. I just want to make a side note on that. VA's lawyers are going crazy with all the whistleblowers. And now VA's lawyers are going to go crazy because if VA's acting secretary fires a bunch of people, what are they going to do? They're going to file lawsuits against VA saying they were just following orders from Washington. So you can imagine VA's going to need a whole lot more lawyers to defend against whistleblower cases and wrongful firing cases. And here's another problem that VA is facing on accountability. Because of these news stories about veterans dying waiting for care, there's a flood of new lawsuits against VA for wrongful death. Okay? Y'all remember the Veterans for Common Sense lawsuit in 2007? That sparked a wave of lawsuits against VA on an individual level. Now VA is also facing a lawsuit on these deaths. And you, you, you asked a while ago, um, T-Bird, you said, why did Shinseki say isolated? Well, I'm going to flip the whole argument on its head. If Secretary Shinseki on national television in front of senators said what we believe to be the truth, and that is veterans are dying because of a lack of doctors and because of cooking the books and because of bonuses and corruption within VA, which we we all think that's the problem, right, guys? Right, T-Bird? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Every single plaintiff's attorney under the sun would take that 30-second soundbite, and if there was a trial, the first thing that the lawyer would do representing the family of the deceased veteran would say, I want to play you the Secretary of Veterans Affairs testifying in front of Congress saying that this is widespread, that veterans died because of delays and corruption. And you know what the jury's going to do? Yeah, every single case, the jury's rule in favor of the family of the deceased veteran. See, that's why Shinseki has to get up there and parse his words. Okay. Right. Um, he has to, it has to be carefully crafted by, I sure, a team of attorneys. Right. Right. To make sure but, yeah. that he doesn't inadvertently leave themselves open, even though he may very well, as an honorable soldier that he is, want to speak the truth. But well, it would be really interesting if the Senate calls him to testify as the former Veterans Affairs, and he spills his guts. That would be, you know, I would buy the popcorn and pay a high admission price to see that one. Um, there's two other things that are really that are really serious, easy solutions, and Secretary Shinseki mentioned that he was going to take action on both of those. The first is no more bonuses for having veterans. Uh, allegedly being seen in 14 days or less. In other words, no more of this patient wait time cooking the books for a bonus. Right? That sounds reasonable. 
And the other thing is there should be no bonuses for hospital administrators to keep costs down. What do I mean by that? We know here on on Hadit, and you guys know what fee basis is. Fee basis is where a veteran is service-connected for a condition, and the veteran goes to a VA hospital, and either due to uh, the veteran living in a remote area or um, a delay in possible care or the hospital not providing those services at all, the VA administration can approve fee basis where that veteran can go to a private facility or a facility closer to the veteran and get treatment. Well, it came out in the House Veterans Affairs Committee hearing, that marathon one that went till midnight, that it may be part of the performance evaluation and the bonuses of some VA hospital administrators that if they keep fee basis expenses down, then the hospital administrator gets a bigger cash bonus. And that just made my blood boil. How can VA have a policy that pays someone to deny medical services for a veteran who is eligible and entitled to that free care? That is so shocking to the conscience. Paul, I've been saying that for years. Let me tell you my experience with fee basis is that Sometimes when groups of veterans gather together, I hear tales of an elusive creature called Feebasis. And I have traveled the mazes of VA hospitals from room to room, and I have yet able to capture anyone who could help me achieve capturing any kind of Feebasis whatsoever. I have bounced from the women's clinic and the dental clinic and the psychiatry clinic because they sent me a letter saying they may have accidentally exposed me to HIV and hepatitis, and my psychiatrist told me to go to fee basis and tell them I want to go to fee-based dental, which they told me I'd have to go to dental. So I went to dental, and dental said, there's no such thing. You have to come here. And I said, my psychiatrist said so. He said, you'd give it to me. And they said, no, we don't. And that was that. Another time, fee basis. By the way, you can file an an appeal to the Board of Veterans Appeals. First, you have to write the hospital and then have have the VA dental clinic put the denial in writing. And then once the denial is in writing, you can send a Form 9 appeal to the Board of Veterans' Appeals uh, to ask them to adjudicate the denial in health care. That is true. And I, I ask the people, my brothers and sisters out there, if you have someone who can help you through this process, that's what you need. Because uh, after that whole round-and-round thing with the dental, uh, they had to put me on high blood pressure medicine and Seroquel because I was having such rages. I couldn't even go into the VA hospital without just everything enraged me. 
And right. so I just didn't even, I just quit pursuing anything, just about. That's really unfortunate. I did not be doing that to you, T-Bird. Yeah, well, you know, you know, I can only do what I can do, and what I can do is create Hadit.com and make a place where people can, you know, learn from my mistakes, and maybe I can point them in the direction, and they won't have to make the same mistakes and get the help that they deserve sooner, better than later. And, uh, I, you know, I'm going to try to get on this whole Medicare thing because I'm just so, I, I just, you know, I can't, I, I just, I can't trust them anymore. I mean, I've lost my faith and I, you know, I have to trust them right now because they're all I have and it's just very dicey for me. Because I don't, hey, you know. Paul, I've got a couple questions for you. Sure. First question, uh, have you seen a list of the supposedly 42 facilities that are being investigated by the IG? No, I haven't seen the list. I've been looking all over for it and cannot seem to locate it or find it. And uh, But here's the million-dollar question. Sure. Is DOJ involved in this fiasco? Yes. So those folks who cook the books to get bonus money, and we know what systemic means. It's pretty much system-wide, right? Yep. Um, 64% of facilities, not 42. 64% of facilities, okay. Now. Not just 42 facilities, because there's more than 1,000 VA facilities. Yeah. So now we're talking about hundreds and hundreds of facilities that cook the book. Yeah, well, I'm just going off of what I had was just on the first IG report. So it was, you know, the 42. But you are correct. It's a Is lot more and a lot worse. Is that the interim report? Yeah, we'll put it up on had it. Um, the reason I'm asking is these folks who cook the books to get money from a bonus, which uh, obviously did not deserve because they didn't do their job correctly, but they were cooking the books in line to get the bonus, that should go into the racketeering issue, and they should be charged under that. There's a distinct possibility. I'm not an attorney, but I can tell you what, um, cooking the books for money um, doesn't pass the um, <clears throat> administrative test. In other words, it's just bad business practice. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't pass the, the honorable manager test. Uh, in other words, you're being dishonest. Um, furthermore, it, it delays our veterans. Um, and then it apparently enriches someone. In other words, someone got money off someone else's harm. That just makes this whole situation so morally offensive and repugnant. My head spins. <laughs> I charged one of the RICO statute. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, basically it's like, well, you know, we got this money for fee basis, but... You know, if we don't spend fifty thousand, we give it back. Then they kick a little back to us. Everybody gets a little taste. Essentially, that's the argument. Let's just make up a fictitious pool of a million dollars at a big hospital, and let's just say that 
the hospital only spent half of it because they denied veterans' requests for fee basis. Then that half million dollars can be spent on something else, including bonuses for staff. So essentially, someone at VA, this is what came out in the hearing, and one congressman was asking VA to release that information, and VA promised that they would. Uh, One of the congressmen was alleging that it appeared that VA was giving performance bonuses in order to deny veterans care. And I became physically ill just listening to the conversation. You want to hear some insight? You want to hear good... You want to hear something that's really, really uh, inside from a contract standpoint with the fee basis that actually covers the actual fee basis process itself from an actual working VA? Yeah. One of the problems they have with fee basis is a lot of departments, you know, they've got one person that actually controls what's fee based out. Like, for example, some VAs who don't participate in Champ VA City program right. have a lot of dependents and a lot of female veterans that have to have female exams. Right. And whether it's mammography or whatever. Well, they fee base them out. And the company that does the fee basis <clears throat> and the other doctors and stuff involved with the fee basis, including administrative staff, they all have to be certified through the VA to even do the exams. And that is another issue itself because they have to be approved and they have to have all their credentials checked and everything. But once that's said and done, the contract goes to them and they get the contract for fee basis. However, so a lot of these folks are not wanting to do fee basis because it's taking them so long because of the VA bureaucracy and payment to even get their money. I've heard that too. and that's So part of cooking the books, guys, is this. Let's say a veteran comes in and wants to see a doctor now, but it's December 15th. Well, that clerk can push it off to January, which is next year. So it looks like the clerk didn't spend that money this year, mm-hmm. okay? Um, yeah, it, it, it gets worse. It gets worse. Um, VA delaying payments is also a problem. Now, here's another area that we haven't touched on, but it's also really important. We've talked about veterans getting delay on claims, which means that the veteran gets delayed health care, right? Because a veteran, yes, right. for most of the time, except of newly returning more veterans, you have to have an approved claim in order to get free VA care, right? Essentially, what right. VA is doing is setting up a way to slow roll everything. We know that VA spent close to a billion dollars on new computers for records, Right. And the military also spent nearly a billion dollars on records. Well, here's what we found out, is that if VA and DOD actually sped up the records, then veterans would get benefits and health care faster. It's actually easier or cheaper for the government to just say, oh, we can't make the computers talk to each other, so we're still going to have to go slow. That's essentially what VA and DOD are saying, okay? Now, there's also a contractor battle going on over these contracts over VA and DOD records. The contractors, believe it or not, have a vested interest in preserving the status quo of all these different types of computer systems that can't talk to each other. 
because they want to keep their contract going. They don't want to see their contract die and then another contract for another company come in to make everything work. So there are enormous forces working against VA reform. That's just the brutal irony of all this. We'll call that fallout gate. Well, you know, I'd, let's let's talk a little bit about what Bergman and Moore is doing to try to help spread the news about what's going on at, at VA. If you go to our uh, Bergman and Moore website, did y'all see that we changed it? Yes. I did. It. It's really. It looks great. It's a lot. Pretty. It's clean. <laughs> easy to find it. Find cool. information. Your if blog, you go to the, of course, provides wonderful information. Yep, you all. Oh, thank you. Thank you, T-Bird. Um, if you go to the blog, you'll see we got four new articles up there. Um, Bergman and Moore uh, was very honored to represent uh, Betty McNutt in her 24-year fight against VA. Her claim was wrongly denied seven times. The court remanded it three times back to VA. And finally, after 24 years, she won. I had Betty McNutt um, uh, mentioned in the Washington Post, in the Army Times. I had her meet individually with her congressman from Mississippi. We did everything we knew, legal arguments, public relations, testifying before Congress, actually meeting her congressman, and finally she's going to get 24 years of back benefits. And I've spoken to Betty McNutt, and she is one honorable, tenacious, tough, nice woman from Mississippi. She raised her husband. Well, she would have to be. She told me the stories about cars being repossessed, people giving them food, the lights going out in their house because her husband died quickly from cancer from Agent Orange, and what a tough life she lived. But she said that her husband told her on his deathbed that it was Agent Orange and that she could fight. Wow, what am I mishearing in the background, guys? Oh, sorry, that's me. Uh, I got it. You okay, T-Bird? <laughs> you know, I read this My story. mic, oh. you guys go on. Well, the uh, the American Conservative magazine did a long interview with Glenn Bergman about the flood of claim appeals. And you want to talk about cooking the books? VA is simply moving the new claims from that pile called the backlog to this other pile called appeals, and those claims are just gathering dust. VA is not working them at all like they should be. And I tell you what, it's a it's a national disgrace that we've got the same type of myopia at VA. And here's what's happening. The VA employees are focused on, quote, ending the backlog and making that 300,000 new claims that are older than four months go away. So everybody's probably thinking, ooh, bonus, promotions, if we make the new claims older than four months go away. Well, you know what happens? It's like having a small front yard and having a big backyard. And VA is mowing the front yard and showing everybody that the front yard just looks beautiful because the number of new claims in the backlog is going down. 
And VA and it, should get credit for doing that and mowing the front lawn. There's but you want to know what happened? You don't want to know what's happening, guys? VA has a huge back lawn, and nobody's mowed it in years. Now we're up to 275,000 claim appeals at VA, and it's getting worse. So VA's basically mowing the front yard and then dumping everything in the backyard, and the backyard is a huge disaster, and VA's just not dealing with it. And what I'm afraid of is that the president and this new VA secretary are going to declare that the backlog is, is resolved and VBA is all fixed, wipe their hands and walk away, and there's going to be hundreds and hundreds of thousands of veterans with appeals that got wrongly denied benefits that are going to sit there for years. Well, they should change the wording on that and the grading schedule like that and include the appeals in the backlog. Well, that you're, you're, you're exactly right, exactly right. And that, an that's easy what, fix. That, that's what should, should happen. And, uh, you know, uh, Glenn Bergman from Bergman & Moore was quoted in USA Today. And you want to know what was different about that story? Is that USA Today on the front page on May 27 admitted that there are 350,000 appeals pending at VA. So something's going on at VA. One number, the official Monday morning workload report, shows 275,000 appeals, but the front page of USA Today says, quote, at least 350,000 veterans of wars before those in Iraq and Afghanistan have outstanding appeals of benefits decisions according to VA records. Wow. So what is it, VA? Is it 275,000 appeals or is it 350,000 appeals? Is VA cooking the books on appeals? Well, you know they are. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah they're experts uh, book cooking now. Yeah, well, I, VA's I just, been doing that for quite some time. Uh, they shuffle them back and forth between the AMC, the Nashville Resource Center, and, and uh, back to the... Uh, they, just, uh, it, they just run them in a... A big circle. Uh, they got the wagon circled, and they just keep passing them appeals from one wagon to the next. Yeah, well, Gerald, you should know because you're right in the middle of that, buddy. You're getting past every everybody every other month somewhere, ain't you? Yeah, I am. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you so. would think after 12 years uh, you'd be somewhere <laughs> towards the finish line. Well, let me wrap up with with this final thing on our Bergman and Moore log. Uh, blog is, you know, we hope VA gets fixed. You know, we're pretty tough on VA on this show. Let's just hope this new acting secretary hears the truth and then he turns around and tells the president and Congress what VA really needs so that no veteran is left behind ever, none. Okay? Um, uh, I'll tell you what, I, I was on CNN about two weeks ago about a story uh, of um, a veteran named Tim Joseph who was uh, experimented on by the military, and then VA uh, denied his claim, and then they gave him a low rating on his claim, and then they told him it would be years and years and years before he got an answer on his appeal. And I'll tell you what happened, and I'll say this out there to the world publicly. VA had, ini had initially given a comment to CNN that said that the president is doing a good job fixing the claim backlog. 
And then CNN interviewed me, and I said that VA's answer was incomprehensible, that there were 275,000 appeals and these veterans were waiting years, and that it was an outrage that VA couldn't even help this veteran uh, out for four years. Funny thing happened. Then CNN called VA and said, oh, we interviewed Paul Sullivan from Bergman and Moore about Tim Joseph, a Vietnam War era veteran who'd been experimented on. You want to know what happened? Between the time that VA interviewed me, I think on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, and then when the show finally aired on Saturday, VA had called the veteran and raised his rating up to 80%. You know, at the end of the day, we have to fight our battles for each veteran and hope that they win their claim appeal. But we also want to, every day, be working to try to reform VA so that VA isn't making all these mistakes and the veterans aren't waiting so long for, for care and benefits. And, and that's why we do this show. Um, you know, lots of problems going on. Uh, VA is a very complex, very hard-to-understand agency. And if there's a veteran out there veteran that's got to come appeal, they really got to go and get help. Uh, hey, yeah. Paul, Paul, we run to the end of the line. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to extend the program, so if I lose everybody, excuse me, but I'm going to try well, to I'm get good. That. I'm good. If, we gotta, if we're done, I'm good. No, 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 we can keep going. I just have to extend it. Okay. Okay, we're extended. Go ahead, That's Paul. That's a good I'm job, sorry. Well, here's where I think we may want to end this for today, guys. Um, please uh, please thank uh, T-Bird very much for joining us. I think the world of her, and she does a great job with Had It, and, and you guys, uh, Gerald, Jay, Stretch, you guys are wonderful to uh, let me be on the air with you guys all the time. But right now we have a rare opportunity at VA. I would call it the golden moment. VA is what they call at a tipping point. VA, right now, the President of the United States, and the new acting secretary, Sloan Gibson, and then the person we believe who's probably actually running VA right now, his name is Mr. Neighbors, the White House Deputy Chief of Staff. Those three men for the executive branch, and now over in Congress, you've got Chairman Sanders, Ranking Member Burr, you've got Chairman Miller and Ranking Member Mishu. Those people right now, those seven gentlemen, have the rare opportunity to push VA in one direction or another. They can push VA into reform where veterans don't wait for care and benefits and there's less red tape, or they can do nothing and let VA fall backwards, or if they're bad, they can push VA backwards and VA could get worse. But I tell you what, um, the veterans need to, to be outspoken on this and say that we're not going to leave any veteran behind. Whether or not it's peacetime, you know, World War II, Korea, Vietnam, the Gulf War, Grenada, Somalia, the Balkans, all those other places we probably don't know about where we sent troops in the last, you know, 50, 60 years. <coughs> VA needs to do better. And, you know, what? Uh, there's a saying I learned once. It's called, sunlight is the best disinfectant. You know what? Let's keep the heat. Let's keep the light on VA because we owe that 
not only to our fellow vets right now, but we've got these veterans coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan as the wars wind down and end. We need to make sure that VA learns the lesson from this scandal and takes care of everybody. Yes, uh, taking care of veterans is is all in the part of uh, the cost of war. And uh, uh, when the war is over, the the expenditures don't stop. I mean, you have you have a whole whole group of veterans that's in a bad way, and they they must be taken care of. And the ones that's more able, uh, I, I feel like it's their obligation to step up to the plate and do whatever they can to uh, assist uh, the veterans not getting help. Yep, yep. You, you, you guys are great. Uh, you guys are wonderful. And you're free to uh, link to any of the blogs that we got up at Bergman and Moore. Um you know, steal the content. We don't mind. We said you could have it. Um, and um, I guess next time you guys want to interview me uh, a couple of weeks or uh, in a month, I, I totally defer to you. We got July 4th coming up. So if you want to set up something maybe the first week of July, uh, we can see what's happened with this uh, VA. And uh, these are T-Bird's words, catastrophic failure. Uh, yeah, that's good. Uh just let us know, you know, uh, we had to push a senator to a side to get you worked in here today, uh, Paul, but Uh-oh. I don't think Harry Reid would mind, so. Uh-oh. <laughs> you really didn't have Harry Reid coming on the show, did you? I got a word to say about that. <laughs> Bernie, Sanders. Bernie Sanders is a union guy. <laughs> Uh, but uh, anyway, we're glad to have you on, and and, and you certainly uh, give us some useful information, bringing us back up to date uh, with everything. And I tell you, it it seems like it's a never-ending affair. And I, like you say, I would like to see the light at the end of the tunnel there. Uh, let's hope this gets resolved. Yeah, let's hope it gets involved. You know, whomever the new secretary is going to be is going to have a blistering confirmation hearing. But whomever the new secretary is, or even maybe now the current acting secretary, should be removing the VA uh, leadership who failed both Shinseki and our veterans. And most of those folks appear to be in Washington. Um, You know, and as I've said, VA has another scandal. The uh, 275,000 veterans waiting on appeals four to ten years. Um, I, I tell you what, they shouldn't be waiting. The president is, has known about it. VA knows about it. Congress knows about it. And those veterans are still there trying to get their claim approved. Um, I, I, I tell you what, uh, that's what we need to keep our eyes on. Uh, no veteran gets left behind. Uh, let's make sure VA gets reformed uh, through this scandal. Okay, guys? All you right, have a great. wonderful afternoon, and uh, and uh, give me a buzz when you want to set something up the first week of July. Okay, it. sounds okay. great. Hey, thank you, Paul. Thanks. Thanks, Stretch. All right. Thanks. You're welcome, Paul. You're welcome, Paul. Uh, Gerald. Yeah. Did you know, did you see that uh, tactic that was used in the, uh, that guy that was a test subject, and he got 80%? 
Yeah. Uh, you need to give old Bob a call see if you can't use something like that because you deserve it more than anybody else. Well, well, yeah, yeah I do yeah. need to give Bob, Bob a call. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the Project 112 veterans, it's already proven facts. They spray them with chemicals anyway. Yes. Yeah, the BA even admits it. Uh, that's what yeah. gets my goal. They admit it, and then at the same time they say, well, you can't prove any of your ailments was caused by that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they can't prove that they wasn't. Uh, so, right. you know, it's uh, it's quite a deal. If you're sick, you're sick. <laughs> I think it, it says a lot if you got all these... <laughs> Uh, different ailments that can be associated towards certain different types of agents. All right, we'll do another bachelor show, uh, either the weekend or first next week, and we'll. Uh, I want to try to get some hands. Sixty-four percent is a pretty big percentage of all VAs that are cooking the books. That's uh, that shows it. It's uh, uh, it's rampant. It, it's it's not systemic. It's an epidemic. Well, it is epidemic, and and you know we've we've discussed this for I don't know how many years uh, about the situation, and I'm I'm glad to see finally, as uh, uh, hopefully some legal action will come about, and and uh, we get some of these uh, jaybirds taken care of. Uh, yeah, I like to see DOJ come in and start cleaning house itself. Well, it's a horrible thing, and it's not only the poor veteran, it's their families. Uh, this affects your veterans' families, too, and and they suffer immensely, some of them. I mean, just horrible. Uh, some of them ain't up out on the street. They, they That's lose true. everything. It sucks. Yeah. Bottom uh, line. It's, uh, it's a sad state of affairs for for veterans to end up that way and and it you know it gives you a better feeling although a lot of them most of them are still patriotic as all get out yeah um and you know and rightfully so it but when you you got a a, a group of individuals in control of something that uh, make uh, uh, everybody's life so detrimental, you know, it, it, it's horrible uh, because it, it's like hey, all of a sudden uh, uh, you're nothing to them. Uh, you're, we're like bugs in a Petri dish. Uh, uh, they just uh, seem to, they don't care. Well, you're a mushroom girl, you know it, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> keep you in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I've got to jump, guys. But I, this has been a wonderful show, and I'm glad Paul came on to give us the latest information because it's actually grown a whole lot more than I thought it would have. Yeah. So, uh, I was also yeah, going to ask I'll, about I'll, uh, I'll, Mr. I'll, neighbors. That's the guy that's running the VA now. I forget oh, who he said. The neighbors. It, as long as it's not gym neighbors, I'll be I'll be, I'll be all right. Yes, I know we might be pretty good under him. I don't want to go where power run the VA. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
at any rate, uh, yeah, it was a good show. Paul did us a good job. Yeah, but and, uh, uh, that's what we're about to keep everybody informed the best we can. But so, uh, we'll be back for the bash right here, guys, in a few days, and we'll put it up on the site. We're going to come back on. We'll touch upon this. Uh, I'm going to start get back into claim stuff too in the bash show coming up. Uh, I think it's time we bite the bullet and okay, find some I'll, way I'll, to. I'll close. Get these folks taken care of. So. Yeah. There's got to be a way uh, to move these claims forward. Uh, there's just no excuse for them sitting there. You've been listening to the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Bastard Show. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.